Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Football Friday on FST. Yeah, it's my real voice. I'm struggling this morning. Holiday okay. party season. Yeah. I've been struggling, my boys, for a couple of weeks. And I think it may actually be on the outs. It's not going to be good for Sunday when i got to talk for five hours. But today, you got it out. It's the That's fourth right. quarter of the week, folks. Shoot them off with some Toradol. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening on TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio. And, of course, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. So, uh, like I said yesterday morning, just start Derrick Henry in all your leagues. Sure. sure. <laughs> I mean, that was a no-brainer, and I hope you guys listen to me because I talked about it for like two, three segments yesterday. I saw you on social media being like to all you Derrick Henry guys, like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Trying to could, get ahead of it. <laughs> and you could take it, and you could have taken that any way you wanted. Right. So right, right. I just wanted to be known. Like, I don't even want to discuss how you did or you didn't start Derrick Henry. Right. No, I was a Derrick Henry owner earlier in the year. Past I'm tense. no longer a Derrick Henry owner. So <laughs> watching that last night was like, of course. Remember, of I course. was like, should I start Dion Lewis last night? <laughs> yeah. I ultimately I did. did not, thankfully. I did. But, hey. but did you so, really? Yeah. What did he get you, like 10, 11? Uh, we could do the Derrick right Henry. Derrick Henry was trying to have you get more. To be quite honest, he benevolently took himself out in position to get his fifth touchdown. If you read his lips on the sideline, he was like, "Nah, I want him to score." You know what I mean? And then, I'm sorry to jump in here, Mike, but you know yeah, your okay. voice is hoarse and stuff like that's that. Right. But to be honest, what I thought was the you know obviously there's a Derrick Henry thing, right? But can we talk just for a couple seconds about how then on that goal line stand when they bring in Deion Lewis and the Jags defense like stuffs two running plays in a row, how they start like woofing and celebrating when they're down 30 to 9? I thought that was very um, Dude, they uh, didn't try to illustrative. On the, fourth, right. th- on, the, on the fourth touchdown, they didn't try to tackle. No, absolutely. They were making business decisions on Derrick Henry. Then when Deion Lewis is in at the goal line and they stuff him. On the 99-yarder, they didn't really try. But on the yeah. fourth touchdown, they didn't try. You know, but but my thing is more like they then stop Deion Lewis while down 30 to 9 and they start celebrating like it all mattered. To me, that's symptomatic of what these Jacksonville Jaguars are right now. When they're riding hot, they want to give interviews on GQ and all that stuff. But, you know, they like you said, they didn't show any heart and uh, they still thought it was a big thing. The stuff to what be down 21 instead of be down 28. 
to keep yeah. Deion Lewis out of the end zone when you've given up four rushing touchdowns already? It just was immature to me. So he only he only touched the ball nine times. I think you're right. And he only touched the ball nine times, and he ends up with 52 yards uh, on the evening. In a PPR league, you obviously get the five catches. So, so ten. He helps you. But um, it, it, last night was about one guy and one guy sure. only. It was 17 carries, 238, and four touchdowns. Um, 23, 24. I mean, has anybody had a better night, a better so, fantasy game this year? Absolutely. And here's the funny part. Uh, I mean, non-quarterback. Non-quarterback, Goff, then I don't Jared, know. Jared Goff had a 50-point night. Mitch Trubisky had a six-touchdown game. Right. So Big Ben I, had that huge Thursday night football game as well. That's right. Um, did Tariq Hill maybe in one of those crazy games get up over this number? Uh, I'll, I'll go back and check a little bit. And nobody's more. had four touchdowns. Uh, that's a skill player outside right. of quarterback. So, but this guy also that. doesn't have maybe in PPR formats. There was it's possible like the day Michael Thomas had like 19 catches, you know, or something like that. Yeah, um, we'll check possible. that during the break. I'll check it. Yeah, I, I go ahead. Thinking, I, I meant to do it during the. Uh, I'll check it. Go uh, ahead before the show. But uh, the reality is, um, it was about one guy and one guy only. The uh, the other guy, you know, it, it's sort of random in a game like this. But obviously, they were they were trailing. It was sixteen to two at halftime, and it was thirty to fourteen at the end of the third. Um, nobody scored in the fourth quarter, but D.D. Westbrook actually ends up having a pretty productive night. So sure. in deeper leagues, D.D. Westbrook has been a, a fringe start. So mm-hmm. he goes seven catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Um, randomly, Taiwan Taylor catches six passes for 59 yards. The only league where I had him was a very deep league, mm-hmm. and I cut him. So uh, the only thing, as far as my leagues are concerned, um, is that I be- the only positive is that I benched Corey Davis, who only ends up with two catches for 21 yards. He, I thought he was a tough start last night, um, the Thursday night thing and all that. Um, it just goes to show you, though, these teams that do have two running backs, Dane, yep. they do benefit greatly, especially later in the season. And whether it was a conscious decision because they thought Henry Style would attack the Jaguars mm-hmm. better or a conscious decision to be like, Henry's going to be the lead ball carrier tonight because Deion Lewis is getting tired later right. in the season. It's why he's not been effective. Um, this is speculation, but no, I hear you. maybe that is part yep. of the reason why Derrick Henry got the lion's share last night. It was only 17 carries. It wasn't crazy. I mean, he had a 99-yard touchdown, so right. that's going to skew the numbers. I mean, he's a 99-yarder, you had a 50-yarder as well, I right. think. You know, I mean, helping the average for sure. He had a 54-yard touchdown run, the 99-yarder, of course. Um, but, yeah, I, I, think there's, I think there's merit to that. You know, I think there's merit to that, to the idea of staying fresh, the idea of, you know, knowing it's going to be a long haul. And, listen, we say this all the time. Blew it like there are very few workhorse backs left in the NFL, right? And I think that's part of the reason why you make a great point. I also make an analogy to say like the Eagles defensive line, right? They have seven or eight guys that they want to rotate in. So I think that's an interesting point. Uh, Blew it. Just going back to week 12, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey in that game against Seattle went absolutely bonkers. He had 237 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns, but what helps him is in that game he had 11 catches as well. So he put up 47 in PPR, which is a little bit less, but that's what I've found so far. I'm going to keep checking. Yeah, so kudos to you if you started him. Dean dropped the stat in the the previous hour. Um, 
he started in 17% of leagues. That yep. sounded actually high to me. Yeah. Um, I, like in a 10-team league, I can't imagine. Not in a 10-team league. Yeah. I, I can't imagine Derrick Henry is even owned at this point. And in 12-team leagues, uh, I, I've said, I know Scott was, I'm not picking on Scott. You know, Scott was for a while saying that Derrick Henry isn't really ownable anymore. I, I took issue with that only because oh. we talk handcuffs all the time. And if Deion Lewis went down and he's a guy with a major injury history, I thought Deion, I thought Derrick Henry was a guy you absolutely want to own. But sure. starting, no. I wouldn't have said it last night. I wouldn't have said it for the last month at, at a minimum. So... Uh, kudos to you if you started and you benefited from Yeah, that. let me know where you are. I want to meet up with you and play Powerball. Yeah, no kidding. So um, so that's the deal with that game. I don't, I don't really know what else there is to say other than the Jaguars. The, Let's talk the, about Fournette the, owners, how they feel this morning waking up. Well, the Jaguars' 6 nothing win against the Colts last week is going to look like a huge anomaly because this right. team has completely punted. Um, they punted last night. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if you see several more punts down the rest of the way. In fact, Doug Marone came out and said, um, you know, they shut out the Colts to snap a seven-game losing streak, and then Marone says last night that he's heavily disappointed. This is our nationally televised game. Mm-hmm. This is from Tayshawn Gibson. This is our nationally televised game, man, and you know what? I, that I, you know I think that was spoken so much this week, and for us to go out there and play like this with the world watching, I doubt people were watching past halftime, if we're being honest ourselves, <laughs> to go out there and play like that is tough. So um, I think some of the players, some of the guys that are honest, are heavily critical of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, As Doug, they should be. Doug, Doug Marone didn't have too much to say about it, but um, I, I just wonder what this team does mm-hmm. going into next year. They were you know, effectively inches from the Super Bowl. Right. They didn't get there. Now they went back in with a quarterback that they didn't. They they right. they told you via contract yeah. they didn't really love, and the team obviously has made a decision, both the players and the coach, that Blake isn't the guy anymore. Right? Uh, is Cody Kessler the guy? Doubtful. Doubtful that he'll be the guy that can turn this whole thing around. But I just wonder if it even matters who the QB is because of the dynamic. <laughs> That exists in that locker room and yep. with this coach. Do you change the coach? Do I don't think you change of, the coach. Do you get rid of some big personalities? They got rid that of Dante Fowler, but Dante Fowler wasn't a significant part of this defense. True. The problem is Calais Campbell is a leader on this defense, and he's getting older. He's not. But he's at least an adult. You know what I yes, mean? Jalen Ramsey, not so much. You know, that's what I mean. So I do think what are you they gonna need do? some of he's those kind of guys. He's the most talented guy on the whole team. I know, but you still. I think you need some. I think you need some adults in that room, you know. And that's why I brought it up at the top of the show, Mike. This idea that they were woofing down thirty-nine, it's thirty to nine, you know, and they stopped Stupid. Deion Lewis. That Stupid sort of stuff. thing. So Stupid they need stuff. to. They need to get a professional game manager kind of quarterback, right? And then I just think they need. Like, I, I can't say it any better like, or any differently. They just need some adults in the room on both sides of the ball, I believe. And I think they'd be okay. The reason I don't think Doug Marone is in any danger is because I believe, you know, when the 49ers hired Shanahan and Lynch together, you know what I mean? Uh, they were aligned and all that stuff. We've seen so many times where the GM and the head coach is not aligned and the, the, the problems that cause. 
I believe that Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone are cut for similar cloths. I believe they want to approach it the same way. So I don't think, I don't think there's going to be a coaching change. I do think there's going to be maybe a player culture change, and that's having a game manager at quarterback. I keep on thinking it's going to be Joe Flacco. And then uh, some adults in the room to try to, you know, bring their lunch pail to work. And that will fit the mold more than, uh, of a Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone team than these guys woofing down 30 to 9. So, Dane, honestly, we've both been talking about Joe Flacco potentially going to Jacksonville right. since August. Yeah. Like, you, you've been on it recently, but we, we talked about yeah. this a lot. Um, I mentioned Terod in the same vein, who, by the yeah. way, turns the ball over or going into the season, had the lowest interception rate in the NFL all time. I understand Joe Flacco is a beggar's can't be choosers kind of situation potentially for him, but if you're him, do you want to go there? Is that's that the I mean, room it, you want to walk into? It depends on my options, obviously, right? But, yeah, I'm okay with that because I think that I could be that exact piece. This is a team that went to the AFC Championship game last year, right? And this is a team that we know has the potential that you've been – if you're Joe Flacco, you've been the Ravens quarterback for the last decade and a half. And, and, and the Ravens want to win with defense and running the ball and stuff. So I think it is a, you know, a good model for you, especially as you enter the golden years of – of your career, yeah, I, I, I do think it's a good fit. Um, and, and, you know, he could kind of be a leader and a game manager there. Yeah, so uh, to go back to what you said earlier, Leonard Fournette owners obviously mm. going to be happy. He had the 14 carries uh, for 36 yards. He caught two passes for five yards, 41 total yards. I mean, and two catches. Mm-hmm. And it's a complete dud by Leonard Fournette at a time where you really needed him. It's playoff time, so you either had a bye this week, which would make you lucky, but Fournette has been a real – I mean, he had a great game in Week 12 before he got kicked out, but to lose him in Week 13 and now a, no, uh, a fantasy no-show in Week yep. 14 um, – He's he's a he's been a really tough first round pick. That's true. He, yeah, for all all year long, you know, all year long, you know, he was either out injured or was like coming back, but on a pitch count, so you didn't know. Good thing, yeah, good thing we avoided him in the first round. Although now we might be in it with Melvin Gordon as well. But the one other thing I want to say about Jacksonville, and I want to, you know, I have these narratives all the time, blew it, and sometimes you're like, oh, that's a good point, and sometimes you're like, that's crazy, Dane. I've I've heard people I respect talk person. about what's that. It's usually your crazy day. All right, fine. And maybe this one will be another. <laughs> but you, I've, I've heard people I respect talk about like when teams are kind of on the rise that there's like a three-year kind of phase, okay? The fir- in year one, when you're a bad team kind of coming up out of nowhere, you likely also have a third or fourth place schedule which artificially may help you in that year. Then you pop off like Jacksonville did. They win a division, and then they have a first-place schedule, right, which may kind of help them come back to earth a little bit. Now, I know teams are different every year, but here's the other thing now. The Jags at 4-9 and nine in this AFC South with a team that I believe is not that far off, for, you know, having a game manager and, and, and a professionalism among them, blew it. They're going to have a last-place schedule next year. And, you know, that means getting to play the Raiders and the, and the Jets instead of the Patriots, you know. And that means getting to play, you know, maybe the Bengals instead of the Steelers um, next year. And I think that could help them look at their record be, you know, maybe two games better than it would be otherwise. So that's another reason, in my opinion, it could be attractive to a guy like Joe Flacco. You buy it? No, because okay. for this reason, it, back in the day, this is – I'm trying to think when they changed it. I think they changed it about 10, 
years ago. But back in the day, that theory made sense. Now, okay. there's only two games that are a variable schedule. That's true. Games. It's the last place team against the other divisions in your conference. That's not the division you play the whole time. Yeah, right? like next year, the Jaguars are going to play their six games against the AFC South. They'll right. play uh, four against another division. They'll in play the four AFC. against another division in the four AFC. Four against an but, NFC division. Right. That's correct. So those are just scheduled. But you don't think don't playing the Jets versus playing the Patriots, and I don't know which div- other, other division they play, but let's say playing the Raiders instead of the Chiefs next year? It's, it's helpful for two games because they'll right. get, uh, right now, would you guess that the Bengals or the Browns are going to finish with less wins? Cincy. They, okay. <laughs> Browns so, at least have their starting quarterback still. So you got Cincy, the Jets, and the Raiders. Certainly right, instead of the Patriots, Steelers, and Chiefs. Right. Uh, you know, but really only two of those. We don't know which two unless we analyze this year's schedule to know what Correct. division they play. But so, that's a that's a two game difference. I can't say that there's no impact, but it doesn't have as great an impact as right. it did years ago. But fair, uh, certainly. I'd, I mean, we're talking right now. I'd rather play the, the Jets. <laughs> I'd rather play the Jets and Raiders though than the Pats yeah. and the Chiefs next year. I'll tell you that. No right doubt. Now. Give me the rate. Give me the. You Raiders know, all, and if you're a team that might be around eight hundred, uh, five hundred. And that's a difference of seven and nine to nine and seven in this AFC South that we've been talking about. It's so close for the last few years. It could be something. Give me the Raiders all day. Sure. <laughs> Next year, the year after. Sure. I'm not a buyer. Right. I'll just say I'm not a buyer short term. I wasn't. I'm not a buyer long term. I, um, I think there's miles to. I say this a lot. Miles to go before we sleep. Uh, before the Raiders get any good. And I don't know that. We're going to see that under John Gruden's watch. Let's just hmm. say that I personally think that 10 years was a little bit too long. Huh, how Gruden's about that? Tenure. Yeah. So, how about that? Um, but, yeah, it's I – mean, the Jaguars are just – they have the look of that team that just doesn't know mm-hmm. where they're going right now. And um, they seem like they were – they felt like they would be gifted – the AFC championship game again, and they forgot to go out there and execute and play good football because um, I, I would say amongst the entire league, the Jaguars are the most disappointing team this year. Atlanta, you can make that ar- you can you can make that argument. Green Bay, but, uh, yeah, I'd say yeah, these are the teams that are in the mix. I think that's fair. Um, people had green designs for Green Bay. Uh, look, I'll tell you, I had Atlanta winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's so, right, you did. <laughs> Clearly, I'm disappointed, but I get it. They lost their top three defenders yeah. in the first two weeks of the year. They got one back, but they couldn't survive it. The Jaguars haven't had that issue. They had some injuries, but it's not Washington. It's not the Niners. Right? And they forgot to execute. So we'll come back. We'll uh, talk about NFL news notes on a football Friday. And DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Good job, back Chris Pavona. Put back a uh, little motivational '80s uh, movie music right here. Uh, I can't remember what this is from. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, it feels like um, this would be an overlay to uh, like a montage. 
It's not. It's oh not yeah. Hearts, it's not hearts on fire from Rocky, but um, this Van Halen jam is like the type that would would have worked well in an 80s overlay for a musical montage like when somebody's you know uh, maybe training to beat up a bully in an 80s movie you know so mike you want a a little history lesson about this song i do it is dedicated to the blue angels of the air force all right well you're trying to make me feel bad like no 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 no. i'm not making you feel bad at all it is exactly (laughs) what it is it's 80s montage music there's a music video dedicated to the blue angels uh to this song Shout out to Alex and Eddie Van Halen, then. They're dedicating this song to the Blue Angels, uh, who I've seen live and in person. It's very impressive. So, um, Way to uh, clean that up, Mike. What's up? Way to clean that up. Yeah, I, I, like I had that. to put a bow on it because I, I like screwed that. up. I felt like I disrespected <laughs> the Blue Angels there. But in any event, the DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. So DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in cumulative prizes. So if you're playing DFS and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, then what are you doing? Come on. Projections and optimizers are knocking it out of the park. You're doing it wrong. Competitive disadvantage. I say it here every day that I'm on. you got to go to DailyRoto.com and click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount. And start winning today. That's dailyroto.com. Click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. So, Dane, big news. Calvin Benjamin got signed by the Chiefs. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Listen, I say a lot of times, and I think we, we know the axiom kind of, what's good for the NFL team is usually not necessarily good for the fantasy team and vice versa, right? I think Calvin Benjamin – should not be picked up, should not be started. Now watch him score four touchdowns like Derrick Henry. But I don't think he belongs in starting lineups in the playoffs. However, I do think he can fill a very interesting role for the Kansas City Chiefs in the red zone. I mean, the guy is 6'4", 6'5", remember that. And so I think he offers that kind of big-bodied red zone target that, to be quite honest, the Chiefs don't really have much of, okay? Tyreek Hill is a wee man, you know? Sammy Watkins is a different kind of receiver. Kelsey, even as a tight end, is your kind of athletic kind of tight end. They, they had, as you mentioned, you know, over the break, Chris Conley, but it doesn't seem like they believe in Chris Conley and Kelvin Benjamin all he needs to do is be that threat he may only get two targets but they may be two you know back shoulder fades or two high points at the pylon that actually creates something that the Kansas City Chiefs don't have I actually think ironically he fills a role he signed the one-year deal do you think he's on the Chiefs uh, September 2019 no not necessarily Maybe. I think it depends on if they like him in this role in the next four-plus games because the Chiefs are going to be playing more than four games left. But, like, you know, I mean, I think it's how he does in this role. But it's a very interesting, like, audition. And it's ironic that these guys, you know, they get cut. And then, you know, they find greener pastures. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's the, big, the other big piece of news. Uh, we'll, we'll do some injury stuff right now. But okay. uh, clearly, I think everybody's heard by now that Alex Smith is suffering with infections. Yeah. Um, and is going to need additional surgeries, and this yeah. is now considered to be a career-threatening injury. I thought when it happened it was career-threatening, but now we're getting some clarity on the fact that this yeah. could be a career-threatening injury. It's, it's, it's weird because the quarterback from University of Central Florida um, 
suffered a devastating injury as well. And I was actually with somebody this week. The College Football Hall of Fame festivities were mm-hmm. this week in New York. So, oh yeah, you mentioned uh, that I you saw to, like Cam's little brother. That's right. So, um, but I I know some people from UCF and was talking to them, and they're saying oh. that I mean, the thought process is that this isn't going to be an easy fix, right? Like similar to Alex Smith's touchdown. They're not saying anything in terms of it being career threatening, but uh, they were, there were surgeries. It is known that there were surgeries to restore blood flow uh, Uh, to his leg. It's not dissimilar to what happened to Zach Miller uh, of the bears last year, I believe it was. And uh, I don't think you can with an injury of this nature, like Mackenzie Milton's and Alex Smith's, I don't think you can ever count on the guy coming back to being 100%. I think 100% is a pipe dream, and I think coming back at all would be a huge victory. I I, I think that it puts Washington in an extremely tough position because they gave him a, a very lucrative long-term deal. And right. Colt McCoy isn't the guy that they're going to have shepherd the franchise if that's the case. Um, they'll take huge – Andy Dalton, starting quarterback for the Washington football team, 2019. You know, Jay Gruden was there. That's uh, right. With Andy Dalton, so that's actually not a bad choice. The problem that's is, right. the problem for them, they might almost have to go with a young player and draft because financially, they, yeah, financially, they'll have. I mean, Andy Dalton, if he got caught by the Bengals, would demand. A solid contract. Like if you throw Andy Dalton into that mix that we've talked about for yeah. a while with Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Flacco sure. and Terod Taylor, where would you rank Andy Dalton there? Um, ahead of all of them. I mean, Joe right. Flacco is older. Uh, right. Terod, you know, hasn't done it at that level. I personally like him, but Andy Dalton does have a stronger resume. So yeah, he would maybe be the. Uh, in the catbird seat, maybe have the most offers, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, that's possible. But it's also so about, any, like, the timing of some of these things, too. You know, agreed. like, maybe some of these guys get signed before the Bengals maybe cut him, something like that. I'm not oh. sure. But you're right. He would be the top of the food chain there. So we're, then we're talking about a nine-figure deal. And they'd be carrying two nine-figure deals mm. um, at the quarterback position. I just don't yeah, think Dan Snyder likes to spend money. Yeah. I just wonder if it could even work. I, I'm Yeah. We have not yet really seen something like that. I can't remember a situation where that happened. The the Cardinals actually spent a decent amount of money this year at the quarterback position. That's true. It's, it seems ironic because they're playing Josh Rosen now, but they they gave they plunked down like right nearly money twenty million for Bradford. Sam Bradford, and then yeah. uh, Mike Glennon was not an inexpensive backup. But nonetheless, they, the Eagles signed like Chase Daniels to a real contract once to be a backup in bucks, Philly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, but listen, with Alex Smith also, I mean, isn't he like 34 years old, Mike? Uh, that sounds right. He and 34, Aaron 35, Rogers something like age, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, it's going to be a long road back. Alex Smith also did, you know, was one of those under the radar, sneaky mobile guys with rushing yards and stuff. So, I mean, unfortunately, I, I think the safe bet is that we've seen Alex Smith play his last football. He'll be 35 by the time the next go. NFL uh, season turns around. Uh, there you go. Rolls around. He turns 35 in May. So yeah, put um, Washington in the mix for a team. It's that sad. Needs to come back. You know, I, I I think it's a huge bummer. 
I mean, for, regardless of what people thought of Alex Smith, I, I always defended him. I, I just thought yeah. he was a better quarterback than people gave him credit for. I agree with you completely. <laughs> Not a lot of fantasy goodness coming out of Alex Smith any year except last year, but I always thought he was a, a pretty solid quarterback, underrated right. in his athleticism and, and a good mm-hmm. decision maker. I, I get why Washington went that route. Um you know, I, I don't think you can say that they made a mistake in what they did based on the way Kirk Cousins and the Vikings have looked. Um, I, I didn't think they handled the Kirk Cousins thing particularly well. And, um, you know, this is just really unfortunate. So, um, yeah. Listen, I hear to, you. Alex Smith, there were times, I, I, I don't know if this stat still holds true, but like a year or two ago, there was something like Alex Smith had more wins than anybody except like Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady, you know, mm-hmm. uh, over his career. Like he consistently, with, with the 49ers and then with the Chiefs, were getting teams into the playoffs. It was Alex Smith kind of, to be quite honest, I think, more than anybody else who like turned the term game manager into a kind of dirty word, you know, because everybody was like, oh, he's just a game manager. And that was disrespectful to what Alex Smith actually was. I call him like, I don't know if you play golf, blew it at all, but I always called him. He was like a golfer who would always like get on the green, but never be closest to the pin. You know what I mean? He'd get you there, but then wouldn't get you over the top. And unfortunately, I think Andy Reid made that exact calculation after they could not beat your Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, in like an 18-15 kind of game or something like that. And they were like, we need to do more. We need to be more dynamic. We need a higher ceiling. Uh, Enter Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And clearly they made the right choice. So sure. um, so that's the deal on Alex Smith. I, I think it's a devastating franchise injury. Uh, Mitch yeah. Trubisky looks poised to make his return Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams. Second-year QB missed the last two games, uh, but he's back in the mix. So you like the Bears to bounce back in a big way here, Dane? No, I do not. And when we make our picks for this week, uh, I will I will reinforce that with okay. my pick. No, I because I, honestly, the Giants looked too good against them last week, and I don't know that Trubisky is a hundred percent. And don't look now, but they have the Los Angeles Rams coming to okay. town uh, with yeah. a keep to leave coming back too. So I'm a little bit worried about my man Allen Robinson, who's a yeah, option the, the for one, me to flex. Yeah, what? the one thing I'll say is that we've talked a lot about how. Um, and we talked the other day, I did at least, about how people are gifting teams wins, trying to get them to 15-1 and 14-2. and two. I mean, the Rams going into Chicago is no mm-hmm. easy feat. I, didn't, I thought they didn't play well against the Giants, but it, to me, it isn't indicative of them as a team. I, I do think that uh, they could conceivably bounce back here and give the Rams a, a tight game. You know, as far as yeah. fantasy is concerned, obviously you're playing Goff and Gurley. Um Trubisky, you know, he has been a start. He's been a, a, a QB1, really, this year. Um, at one point, he was overall QB7. He got as high yeah. as overall QB7 at one point. Basically since late September, early October, when he wasn't really good in September, but once they got a handle on this offense, he's been great. Uh, once he threw six so, touchdowns in a game, he's been awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, Tariq Cohen's coming off a career game. He had career high in receptions and receiving yards and scrimmage yards, 12 for 156, mm-hmm. 186 total, and he threw a touchdown pass. So um, I started him in one league, didn't start him in the other, for the record. But um, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, this is a game where as good as the Bears' defense is, Dane, I tend to think that this game will push into a little bit of a shootout. It's why I would pick the Rams. But right. I give the I give the Bears a shot. Like the, the Rams' offensive line is good enough to withstand 
some of what the Bears do. Yes. I just think when you talk about a lot of times you you say style makes fight, and I right. just I often look to see what the game pace is going to be. I would actually expect points here and not the two defenses limiting the offense. Over-under on this game is 51-and-a-half, blew it, in that style-makes-fight vein. You're taking yeah. the over, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's and, uh, interesting. Might be, a, might be a tease as to Ooh. what I'm doing in the, in the next uh, in Ooh, the next but, I like I that. Do. Tease them, blew it. Tease yeah, them. I like I, that. But I do I, I do think points will be scored here. I, I don't think yep. this will be the defenses winning out. And, and it could be – look, like, look what happened with the – Chiefs and Rams. I know it's a little bit different because they're the two most explosive offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. But we, you, you were joking all week as to whether or not we'd see any punts in that game, and we saw a whole bunch. Seven. Yeah, we, st- we saw seven. But we, but we still <laughs> saw ninety-six points scored. Yeah. And in, the Rams' in, defense scored twenty points though in fantasy in exactly that game, right. even though yeah. one hundred and five points were scored or whatever. That's exactly right. So I do think you could see that, like Eddie Jackson, could get another touchdown for the Bears, and maybe mm-hmm. Akib Talib takes one Pick to the six. house but yeah uh, but i don't I, you know I, in that I, sense yes the defenses can score dane but i don't think that it means that the offenses will be limited i agree with you right now this is a matchup of the two and the three seed in the nfc yep. uh blew it so this yep. could be the first of two matchups let's just say that i'm going to ask a question that the your initial knee-jerk reaction is going to be no dane that's crazy Let's not get into that. <laughs> okay. But my question for you, Blewett, is you think Ndamukong and Sue has a bounty on Trubisky's head? <laughs> no. Oh, but you had to pause on it because Ndamukong and Sue is a, one, a, one of those kinds of guys. They're going to see each other again. I know Greg Williams isn't there, but uh, you think they could be putting a little bit of extra body weight on the shoulder a la Clay Matthews? I think given – Dominican Sue's career. Yeah. You can't rule it out. Right. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try to give him a pass that maybe he's he's on hmm. a team which is really well run. By the way, to those people that didn't see this, what I'm about to say, go look for it. Sean McVay was asked a question about the Bears defense the other day, and in about sixty six seconds, he rattled off off the top of his head every single starter on the defense and the things that they do well. It wow. was, it was indicative. Like to Danny me. Trevathan, he's great. Uh, Going sideline to sideline, whatever it is, yeah. Yes, yeah. He That's said awesome. Trevathan. He went down the line, player but. by player. And the reason <laughs> that it got it went viral a little bit is because a couple of years ago, Jeff Fisher was asked about the Patriots going into a game, and he commented on Danny Woodhead. The problem with that was that Danny he Woodhead was active. on the Ravens. Oh, the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't realize that Danny Woodhead wasn't on the Ravens. So I, I think the evolution of the Rams brain trust, huh? Yeah, I think it was a sign that uh, Jeff Fisher was maybe a, a bit checked out. But um, I told you, August 8th is Jeff Fisher Day, 8-8. But McVay, and I tweeted about this the other day, McVay continues to impress. He has a, yeah. his capacity for information, if mm-hmm. you've ever seen him speak, is astounding. I am somebody, personally, and I'm not patting myself on the back, I have always banked on the fact that I have a pretty good memory, but right. to do what he did was extremely impressive. And if there was a real sports interview on HBO with Brian Gumbel, 
over the summer. I apologize. Mm-hmm. My voice is just... Um, Don't yeah. sweat it, brother, man. It's holiday party season. Yeah. You're up here at yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning letting people know what they need to win their leagues and win their cash. Blewett is right. playing hurt, and I personally yeah. respect them for it. So um, there was a interview earlier in August with Brian Gumble, and he asked him, and apparently he knew, Brian Gumble knew that this was a thing. So he asked him specifically about plays that occurred last season. And just random ran, plays. Think, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> because he has this talent. Right. He remembered specifically the down in the distance and the result of the plays that Brian Gumble asked him about. He's like, Hey, what happened uh, week five against the giants? He's like, well, uh, he's like, what play did you call? He's like, well, uh, we got stuffed on first down, running a play action. So next one we ran off tackle, left off left tackle, girly, and he popped it for an 80-yard touchdown. So he can remember they ran over a thousand offensive plays last year. I've watched him with Brian Gumble, and I do not think it was a setup. Recall specific plays, so I do think he has. He's a savant. A, yeah, that's right. He has a savant-like ability for football and the information. So I wasn't – it's just another example of how nobody knows who these guys are. I'm just telling you fans, analysts, and whatever, you don't really know who the guys are. But if you interviewed Sean McVay, I can't imagine that anybody else would impress you, impress right. you to that nature. You know, I was talking like how did he interview for a job and not get it <laughs> yeah, ever in his yeah. career? He remembers, remembers a thousand plays off the top of his head. So – um, I, I do think he's uh, really impressive. As far as other injuries, just to wrap it up here, uh, we'll do the other injuries on the other side of the break, and we'll do our picks in the final segment of FST on a Football Friday. Woo! From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. back fst right here on the fantasy sports radio network as we slide into week 14 you guys are in win or go home scenarios so mike blewett and dane martinez taking you through w in your leagues and win that cat before we pass it over to the morning after with gabe morris and the fantasy executive Corey parson and the lovely michelle serpico but before we get into that blewett i gotta let people know that even if you didn't reach your fantasy football playoffs with BetDSI, you can capitalize on all the on-field action with a user-friendly mobile site, web interface, and the fastest payouts in the industry. From the upcoming college football bowl games to the next big soccer match, they have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of. You can even major on esports, politics, and reality TV. I'll tell you who's going to win Survivor right now. I think it's this who's dude Who's going to win, Dane? It's this dude, Nick. I'm telling you. He's got an idol. He's laying low. I like it. Get the odds on him. How many Get an edge. are left? There are seven people left, my friend. How, how many does it start with? Uh, it starts with 18 or 20, I believe. So we're getting down to it. Uh, my guy has an immunity idol that nobody knows about. But I digress. You can bet. Listen, 
You could also get an edge anytime during the contest. Live in-game betting, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. Like you know, everybody makes a run in the NBA. Utilize your DFS skills without the constraints of salary caps. Wager on player props. Like, will Derrick Henry score a touchdown last night? There are so many ways to make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up. You get a 100% deposit bonus match. And then, once you've opened your account, go to DailyRoto.com. Click on Contact Us. Send us the BetDSI username. We'll give you a free month of Daily Roto access totally free. We already tell you, if you're not using them, you are doing it wrong. Head on over to BetDSI. Use the promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month free of DailyRoto.com. Now, blew it. Uh, in the last Little hour, we information, had... information, by the way. Greg oh, Sussman text. Greg, Greg Sussman. Uh... Yeah. Director of content and host Ooh, Mr. Sussman text, to you. Te- texted me um, next year. The extra two games the Jags have are against the last place teams in the East, which would be the Jets right now. Yep. And the last place team in the North, which it's technically North. right now is the Browns, but we I think it'll be the Bengals. Could be the Bengals. Right. So and Jets as opposed division. to the Patriots, and yeah. I think Bengals as opposed to the Steelers. You know. Those are two games that are a big difference. If you go 2-0 instead of 0-2, that could be a playoff or a division, especially in that AFC South. Yeah, and everyone in that division plays the AFC West next right. year. I'm not sure who they play in the NFC side, but they'll, they'll play gotcha. the AFC West. But, you know, so there you go, that last play schedule. Too. That last play schedule could be interesting for the Jaguars. What I was going to say, Mike, is last hour we had Dr. A from inside. You're a Jets fan. You're depressing depressing me already for the 2019. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I think the arrows (laughs) pointed up. I believe in Darnold. All I'm saying is that if I was – you know, one of the other 30 teams in the NFL, I'd rather play the Jets than the Patriots. That's all I'm saying, (laughs) relatively speaking. But like I said, man, we had Dr. A on from Inside Injuries, and we were asking him about all sorts of guys. We asked him about Trubisky. We asked him about the high ankle sprain for James Conner. He was not excited excited about that. Or the shoulder injury for Cam. He's really concerned about the shoulder injury for Cam, thinking that this could deteriorate. Yeah, so he's dealing with an injured right shoulder. Officially limited in practice, that would be a problem. I mean, that's obviously the, that's their season. Yeah. If Cam's not 100%. Yeah. He couldn't throw the Hail Mary last week, blew it. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, Heineke came in. Yeah. So I think and we Heineke killed Heineke. Andrew Luck in like week two or whatever it was with the same exact thing. Well, Jacoby Brissett came in. Yeah. So, um, whatever. It was, it was the right coaching decision, even though they didn't complete it. So, that is a big problem. Uh, the Connor long-term news, not good. I've said it many times. I, my entire season is based on the success of James Conner. Right. Um, other guys, safety landing Collins from the Giants was placed on IR. So um, ending his year as he enters free agency this offseason. Mm. So I don't think the Giants let him walk out the building. He's not the type of guy that you no. let go. He's been the best, certainly the best young player on that defense. Uh, for the if last they were going to, years. they would have traded him this year. Yeah, agree, and I you know, I don't think they have any interest in that. So um, we talked about Alex Smith, Donald set to return to the starting lineup this week. So yep. for those in two QB leagues, if you're yep. desperate, you, you and I told you that could be a small boost Donald. to Inunua as well. That's right. Uh, Melvin Gordon's still not practicing, so he ain't playing yep. this week. What do you um, think about this Eckler Jackson? Split. A lot of people think Jackson is going to be this dog, um, and I'm like, don't forget about Austin Eckler. I think if I had a choice, I would play Eckler, but I think Jackson has shown himself to be 
an asset. Okay. You know, we're basing this on the set was effectively the second half of one game. So right. I don't want to go crazy, but he looked great. <laughs> the Steelers did look terrible, but he looked great in that second half against the Steelers. Um, um, so, yeah, I think both need to be on rosters. I, I picked up Justin Jackson in one league, but I, I, I don't see a way for me to start him this week uh, on that particular team. Hopefully you're good enough that Justin Jackson will only become a startable asset for you uh, as we get deeper into it. You know, we're in the playoffs now. so Right. Uh, you don't want to get too cute. Uh, hopefully your teams are good enough that you don't need to do that. But if you're a James Conner owner and the only mm-hmm. other guy is Justin Jackson, I think you're throwing him out there and let the chips fall where they may. Michael Thomas, thankfully, was a full participant in practice after sitting out Wednesday. Uh, Dane and I own Michael Thomas in a league, and yeah. we have a bye. where so we had many Sanders, too. I wouldn't care if he rested this week or not, but many of you out there need him. Uh, Brady and Gronk, full practice. Xavier Howard did not practice for the second straight mm-hmm. day, so that actually could be an impact yep. um, for... Uh, the Miami Dolphins, Xavier Howard's numbers this year have been excellent, um, as good as any cornerbacks in the league. So going up against Josh Gordon or Julian Edelman, probably not Edelman, but probably going Gordon. up against Josh Gordon um, or whomever else, um, I think you have to like Josh Gordon better in this scenario. Uh, I agree. For obvious reasons. The best, I, he's the best player in the Miami defense, and he's really limited a lot of guys this year. There was a stat yesterday, which I can't recall at the moment, but – uh, I wish I was Sean McVay and I could recall the stat that I read, but he's, re- he's really limited uh, opposing wide receivers this year. I don't think anybody's had like more than three catches yeah, he's been this good. whole year. So, um, uh, Cole Beasley back in the mix, Josh Adams back in the mix. Um, beyond that, the, the Colts have a whole bunch of injuries, so on and on and on. I don't think I missed any major ones. Uh, even Sammy Watkins was back in practice, uh, as were... Um, well, the one other guy, Matt Breida, did not practice yesterday. So we'll yeah, they ruled him out on earlier it. in the week. Um, you know, there's plenty of guys that are resting this time of year, like Julio right. Jones has rested a couple of practices already this week, but he's mm-hmm. fully expected to play. I just think they're managing snaps yep. this year. So, Dane, let's, we don't have a lot of time. Let's do okay. our picks. Yeah, sure. Um, interesting you mentioned the Xavier Howard. I first want to uh, recap. Um, yeah, yeah. Mike, you had a bad week last week, brother. You went 0-3 last week. What? George Kurtz also went 0-3 last week. I, however, went 2-1 last week. I now have a three-game cushion on you, uh, Blewett. Okay? Oh, so I'm not going to so, pick any of the games that you pick. All right. Fair enough. I, I, I like that you need to be live and <laughs> not put a checker on a checker, shall we say. Yeah, uh, for my right. first pick, for my first pick, you know, Blewett, you know how much I love the Chargers this year. I've been all over the Chargers this year since the very beginning. However... 14 and a half is a lot of points, blew it. And for some reason, I just feel like I think they're going to win the game. But I think since he may keep it closer than you think, even with Jeff Driscoll, even without A.J. Green, for some reason, I feel like the Chargers play to the level of their competition a little bit. And don't look now. This is week 14. In week 15, they have a huge Thursday night matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. This smells a little bit like a trap game to me. I think the Chargers will win outright. But because I get the hook, I believe, at 14 and a half, I'm going to take Jeff Driscoll and the Cincinnati Bengals plus two touchdowns. That's an unbelievable uh, wager. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Remember, I am three games up on you in the season standings. So it. it's okay. And you don't have to pick them, you know. 
Okay, well, I'm hey. I'm not going to. Believe me. <laughs> I think, listen, I think the back door could be open, and I think they sort of play to the level of their competition at times, and I'll just take 14 and a half points in the NFL. Speaking of teams that play the level of their competition, the Pittsburgh Steelers are laying nine and a half mm. to the Oakland Raiders, and I will be taking them. The Steelers do play down to their competition, and they're not as sharp on the road. So given those two factors, you would say, all right, blew it. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get some points with the Raiders. The fact that they're coming off a two-game losing streak and they're going up against a 2-10 and ten team, I think the Steelers right the ship this week as they head into an extremely difficult portion of their schedule playing the Patriots and Saints. I think they know they need this one badly. Yep. And I think coming off a two-game losing streak and nearly, I mean, inches away from mm-hmm. it being a three-game losing streak, um, I think Tomlin um, – I think Tomlin – put everything in perspective for them this week. They're going to lose the division if they lose this week. They will. Right. The half a game. The, the, Ra- right. the Ravens can And their go schedule's much tougher. Much tougher. Right. They the got Ravens New England, New Orleans go, still. The Ravens could conceivably go 3-1. and one. Their schedule isn't easy, but they could go 3-1. and one. If the Steelers go 2-2, two and two, we got problems. Yep. So uh, I do think the Steelers are going to uh, – Blow them out this week. So go ahead. Good. Give me your second pick. We don't have Fair enough. Pick. My second pick. You know, you said the Ravens could go three and one. That one is this week in Arrowhead, in my opinion. Listen, you, you mentioned the style makes fight thing, right? So I'm very intrigued in this Chiefs-Ravens matchup. You know Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards. They're going to try and run the ball, play defense. And Blewett, I think it's going to work for two and a half quarters. And then I think there's going to be one point late in the third quarter, early fourth, where the Chiefs score two touchdowns in back-to-back possessions and get a working margin. Give me the Chiefs minus the seven at home against the Ravens. Uh, okay. We don't have much time. Go ahead. Uh, New England doesn't play well in Miami. I'm throwing mm-hmm. that out. Uh, I, think that, I think New England takes care of business. I still think on some level we're getting New England at a discount. I don't like the seven and a half. I could see it being a seven-point game. But I'll take the Pats um, on the road. I got two road teams that uh, I'm going against big home underdogs yep. in both of those games. You know and I love those home third, dogs. Do your third one. Right? I already did it real quick. Just so you know, I remember I said I like the Rams in Chicago oh, minus the three and a half. Scotty Angle is against you. He likes Miami plus eight. You got a third one real quick to throw out? Scotty's on the Bucks. Saints over 55. Yeah, you like the Ravens, don't you? No, I, I like the Chiefs. I'm on the Chiefs. Uh, all right. Well, what do you want me to do? What do, you want me to do? I want you to email me your pick. All right. Later on. Talk to you later, folks. Have a good, good weekend, guys.